Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. 2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Have things calmed down just a little bit? We're, 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 we're worked up. <laughs> I think people have been worked up since about... Uh, since I don't Trey know, Vitti 5.30 his, on Saturday. Yeah, since he did his yeah. walk and talk. I watched that. You were pretty worked out. Yeah, I get you, emotional sometimes. You were almost angry. Yeah, you were. I'm not angry. You're angry. <laughs> I'm angry? <laughs> I haven't expressed anger yet. I did all that Saturday night on the uh, first Security Fifth Quarter Post Game Show. Yeah, well, I mean... I'm an emotional person. What can I say? (laughs) Everybody knows how I feel when I walk in the room. So, has things calmed down? For me, I mean, with time, everything gets a little better, Randy, but uh, you know that. But, um, no, I mean, I'm... I don't know what to expect really here moving forward with you know with with Sam Pittman. Everybody I talk to, you know, around the SEC, other writers and um, you know other media people and um, you know fans around here, just feel like like I'm kind of surprised that nothing has happened given you know what we saw at Texas A&M and what we saw with uh, with Mississippi State and them making moves and you know just. I don't know. If Arkansas were going to make a move, it seems like they would have done it. So, I don't know. What does, in your opinion, Trey, what does it basically boil down to? The fact that Arkansas doesn't have the money to buy out Sam Pittman? Arkansas does not have the money to even come up with a retirement package, if you will, for Sam Pittman? I mean, what... what what do you think is really going on? Well, if they didn't have the money, then why did they create the contract? I mean, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that Hunter Urechek said ah, fifteen million, sixteen million. We're never, we're never going to have to pay that. You know, I mean, <laughs> they know Hunter Urechek knows when he hires a coach, it's not his first rodeo. That you know, there's a pretty decent chance, maybe 75% chance that one day he'll be fired and that they would be on the hook for that, right? So I don't, I don't think it's any big surprise to them. Um, you know, Arkansas has expenses, obviously. They have the north end zone that they're paying for. They're also uh, they're also about to get naming rights for their stadium. I don't know what that is, but I would think a minimum of $2 million a year, and I've seen some stadiums are like $10 million a year. So, uh, you know, that's that would be a nice influx of cash, obviously. Uh, welcome at at, at, a, at a good time. Uh, but no, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, an issue with uh, with money. I mean, did they have money problems when they let Brett Bielema go? You know, and to that point with Brett Bielema, I think what's interesting with you know Sam Pittman's contract, and you know what I really think, guys, what I honestly think, and you know everybody knows I like Sam, and it's. You know, I have a job to do. We talked about that yesterday also. Um, But what I think would probably happen is, you know, there to be some kind of settlement because he has to make, per his contract, a good faith effort, if he is fired, a good faith effort to find another job with comparable pay. Correct? He has said several times that this will be his last job. So if he's not interested in finding, going out and making a good faith effort to find another job, then you know he doesn't technically qualify for that, right? So when Brett Bielema, when he took the Patriots job for $125,000 to, what was he, an analyst or something? I can't remember what he was mm-hmm. doing exactly, but it, yeah. was, it right. was on the cheap. Um, you know, and so Arkansas and your check, they just quit paying him. And, you know, then there's lawsuits and they ended up, I think, negotiating it down by about $3.5 million. 
after that. So, um, you know, he would be owed 75% of his contract. Since 2021, he is 19 and 17, so he'd be over 50%. You know, there is that incentive basedness of it. Uh, so I would think that if it does happen, that there would be some kind of negotiation with it. And, you know, there's probably people behind the scenes also that have big money that are, you know, leveraging one way or another about, you know, what they'd like to see in a coach. And, you know, I think we lost Trey. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably a possibility as well. Maybe some getting your ducks in a row type stuff. Trey here's what I I think. Maybe some getting your ducks in the row uh, type stuff. Maybe going on behind the scenes. Everybody has their ideas. Everybody has their speculations. Sam Pittman will be the coach next year at Arkansas. I think you can feel pretty confident of that. I'd say it's 90% right now. I'd say if they lose Saturday, that could change. That's the only thing that could change. Ninety percent. Wow. Yeah, ninety percent. I get uh, and and you can. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. But I think it's well. You sound sure signal. enough to where you've heard something. I I think Sam Pittman will be the coach <laughs> next year. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't get that from well, Sam you, Pittman. You say or Hunter, you're a check. I didn't get that from them. I just I've there are enough. There's enough out there that makes people believe that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's possible because if you but are going to do it, there's no, there's no yeah, sense in that's exactly waiting. right. That's exactly right. Now and let me say this. And so Randy that makes and I me both, think if there is something. Yeah. Go ahead, Rick. Randy and I both Sunday weren't sure he'd be the coach Monday. Mm-hmm. So right. A, a lot changes through the days. That's why I say ninety percent of Arkansas. I cannot imagine any way possible, although there is some possibility, they could lose to a team as bad as Florida International. And um, mm-hmm. it, that that would be the only thing to me that could change this. Florida International fighting for bowl eligibility. Yeah, their backs are against the wall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. They are. Um, yeah, so, uh, but, you know. I love your humor. That's good. <laughs> you're you're right though. I mean, if you're going to make a change, then it makes sense to go ahead and make a change when bowl eligibility has expired. Um, what I find notable, though, I mean, again, you know, you talk to anybody around here, nobody thinks still. I mean, aside from you, I guess thinks that he's going to be back next year. But at the same time, you're right. You look at the signs, and it does kind of say like, well, maybe he is going to be back. And then you start having to wonder about you know the future like what does this offseason look like in that case what does you know hiring and you know replay you know there's going to be turnover with the staff there's been that every single year you know what is that are coaches you know are they looking at Arkansas and saying yeah this is you know this is a job we can come into and turn some things around and you know that kind of stuff I've laid out the advantages with the roster you know but if you feel like you you know they just kind of let go of the rope then you know you got to ask yourself what what what's there to salvage. So so I would ask you, Rick. You have you know you're looking at the signs. You got your tea leaves out, and you say that uh, it looks like he's going to stay. In your yeah. opinion, ninety percent even. Um, what to, what what do you feel are the advantages, and uh, how do you think that looks for the prospects in the off season and next season if he is retained? That is a great question, and you're very kind to even ask me that because uh, I'm not sure any of us have the answers, really. But, I mean, thank you for asking. I, I, here's, I, I have no insight in the athletic department, but here's what I do believe. I think Hunter Juracek is a really smart guy, <clears throat> and I think Sam mm-hmm. Pittman's a smart guy, but I think they will together work on a plan, and it may be expensive compared to where they are now, but it's not as expensive as a $16 million payout. And it may be a three-year contract for an offensive coordinator. And $12 million have, for the staff, oh, by the way. That's right. And they may have somebody in mind. I think you've got to do what you have to to solidify the defensive staff, even though the defense wasn't any good last week either. But I think that's a good group of coaches. And I do think there will be other schools that will look and say, hey, we can get those guys because uh, who wants to stay at Arkansas? I think they will have to work very hard on the current players. But evidently, they've been doing a lot of that over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. about keeping players here. Evidently, they've been working overtime on their recruiting class. So are they going to lose a few? Yeah. And then you better be very diligent in the transfer portal. Now, 
we all know, Trey, that by next August, Arkansas fans are going to think they're going to win eight games if Elmer Fudd's the quarterback. They, that's exactly <laughs> how it works. They get all optimistic. So you have to hope that continues because the schedule next year, while it's not as brutal as this year, that home schedule's loaded with teams yeah, that can come good, in here and win. Schedule. Yeah, they, so yeah. They, there's a so, lot going on. Now, at this time next year, say if Arkansas is 4-8 again, 5-7, and seven, now you got a whole different deal. you got a whole different deal, but you also... You know, if you're Hunter Juracek, you're the guy that kept him. Yeah, that's true. Well, and everybody said get rid of him. And then you're, you know Maybe. how it works. Fingers start yeah. getting pointed that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but if they just stabilize a little bit and even make it better for whoever you bring in next, that's fine. Plus, mm-hmm. and I know this doesn't carry the weight because football is 75% of the whole athletic budget. They're good in every other sport. Now, somebody needs credit for that, right? They're, they're good in every other sport. But football carries the, the financial burden. That's the problem. Tremendously, yeah, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough situation to be in, and it's certainly not one that I thought. I don't, I don't know if I've ever been as wrong about uh, everything that's going on in college football, not just <laughs> Arkansas. But, you know, the, everything's changed so much. There's no control to look back at to say, okay, no. you know, this thing changed because so much changed so quickly. And, you know, I've just been, I, I just feel like I've just gotten it wrong time and time again. And so, uh, yeah, i got to look myself in the mirror. I might get let even, go. Trey, here's the, here's the hard <laughs> thing. Even if Arkansas had $5 million a year to put in NIL, I don't know what they have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have that or they have more or they have less. I don't know. They're still not going to outbid Texas A&M or Texas for any of these players. So talent selection has got to be you got to have analysts that can see players what they're going to be before they are that. And then you got to coach them up. That, that's a big part of it, because I don't think Arkansas is ever going to go out and sign, you would know this, they're not going to sign five five stars in a year. They're lucky if they ever get one. So Yeah, that, they have to outbid Ole Miss, though. It, well, they got to try, but by the same token, you Missouri. got Texas A&M. They're gonna, they've got more NIL money than anybody except maybe Texas, and this is maybe why they're making this move, because they know Texas is coming into the league. But buying players hadn't helped them win anything. No, Texas A&M has always tried to buy their way out of whatever, and uh, it, it's never worked for them. I mean, just look at the recent history, obviously. But yeah. um, Missouri, should Missouri just be uh, taking Arkansas's recruits from them and you know, being no, able to outbid them? No. Should Ole Miss? No. 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 And you know, Drinkwitz was hired the same time as Pittman, and yeah. Lane Kiffin was hired the same time as Pittman. And there were people and, that uh, wanted those, to fire Drinkwitz last year. That would have been a mistake. Would have been a mistake. They still went to a bowl game, right? Yeah, yeah but they were six season. and seven. And and that remember when he got the contract extension? And everybody's thinking, really, with a major raise? I yeah. guess this is why. well. I hear a lot of people say, you know, when they're bringing up, you know, who would replace Pittman? Uh, Willie Fritz is the name that's come up. You know, he's he was twelve and two at Tulane last year. I think they're eight yeah. and one, nine mm-hmm. and one, or something they're, this year. They're good. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, you know what they were three years ago? No, before that twelve and two season. They're, they were bad, weren't they? Two and ten. Yeah. Okay. And year six, <laughs> year six, and I think they were just like six and six wow. the year before that. Wow. So, uh, you so know, if Fritz were at any other school, he would have been fired before they yeah. ever got to twelve and two. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right, gentlemen. Uh, before we hit the phone lines, uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, uh, uh, the five hundred one. He said. Uh, Rick, what is the terms of the contract for Elmer Fudd? <laughs> okay, let's well, talk to Charlie. You don't have to pay him a lot of NIL. That's that's the good thing. That's let's the good talk. news. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I'll tell you what. If Trey Biddy was the quarterback, Rick was snapping the ball to him, and Randy, you were the running back, the fans would still think we were going to go to 8-4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're exactly I mean, right. With Elmer You're Fudd right. as the coach. You're right. Hey, in the spring it'd be 6-6, six and six, I mean, but by just, August it's 8-4. and four. You're right. I mean, the expectations, sometimes they just are what they are. And You're right. You're making a, you know, you're making a good point about I'm actually with you on this, and Trey, I, I get where you're coming from too. But I'm like you, man. I, it's like it's coming down to, you know, as hard as you work and as hard as all you guys work, it's hard to predict this crap anymore. 
I mean, it really is. It's gotten really difficult. Yeah. It's gotten really difficult. And it's you talked about the roster turnover. How many of our players are going to the portal after this year? That's true. I mean, it, I, I mean, I do, we don't know, and it's it's crazy. So that's also another hard thing about hiring a coach, too, because, like, is it, 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 you know, everybody says, well, the whole adage is, well, it's because of the players. That's why that coach won. But I don't, I don't buy that. you got to have a coach. But – you have like a coach, but it helps to have players, and it helps to have a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. It helps. But I like, I like Sam Pittman, too. I'm with you on that, Trey. Uh, and that's – I don't know if that's part of what's holding Sam back. I mean, uh, Hunter back. But also, if these boosters – and I don't want to be ugly about this, but, if you know, I've heard some rumors that, well, yeah, they'll pay all that by it if they get their specific guy. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's once boosters start running your program, then you're in real trouble. You're in trouble. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Big time. Auburn's had problems like that for years and years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Let's talk with Tim. Tim, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yeah. Trey, uh, have you noticed that the team has, uh, is, is at each other's throats or anything like that? Because, I mean, it seems like they're, they're you know, shutting down on KJ, and yet they're not playing like they did in Florida. There's no question. That's the big. That's the big head scratcher. Like, how do you go to Florida and play the way you did, and then come home in front of your home fans in front of seventy-two thousand and lay an egg like that? That's the big. Yeah. That's the big head scratcher. I think. I, I, I think there's something going on with the players. I mean, I I can see that happening right there. I mean, if they get ticked off at the quarterback, then they're going to shut down on him, and they're going to shut down on the coaches. And they and some of these guys just don't give a crap. And, yeah, and they're I good players, but they don't give a crap. I don't buy Thank the you, narrative Jim. that, like, you know, the offensive line is just letting the defense go to sack the quarterback. Because, I mean, huh. everybody's no. affected by that. Yeah, you know, it's right. you're affected by that. You'll get benched. I mean, like, for example, you know, Andrew Chambly in the Florida game, you know, somebody went right by him, and he didn't play the rest of the game. You know, so that you know, a lot of good if he had some angst, not the saying that he did, I'm just hypothetical. Um, if he had some angst against KJ. Um with KJ I, I said this yesterday, I mean he gets slammed in the back over and over again and you know, he's constantly gotta be thinking, Am I about to get killed? Um, you know, that's gotta that's gonna weigh on you. It's gonna get in your head. Um, but to me, you know, a lot of it was how that game started with, you know, just 21-0 before you could blink. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, you never got the momentum back. And when you have a 21-0 cushion, that allowed Auburn to basically kind of do whatever they wanted. We've not seen the defense play that poorly in a long time, not since the LSU game. And LSU had a lot more reasons to to do that to Arkansas's defense versus, you know, what Auburn had. Auburn hasn't been, you know, that exceptional. I mean, they're putting up 190 yards a game, but... They put up 354. I mean, that's just absurd. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, did we see a little bit of Arkansas finally kind of letting go of the rope? But it begs the question, why let go of the rope then? Hmm. Why let yeah. go of the rope against oh, Auburn yeah. after yeah. you did that at Florida? Right. Don't know. That's that's a hard one. Yeah. With a bowl game on the line, with your coach's job potentially on the line, it's just it's such a head-scratcher. How did, how did, mm-hmm. how did you let that happen? All right, Trey, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. It's along that same line. Uh, Steve says, do you think there's animosity by team members that aren't making the NIL money like KJ? Are they a team or individual players? I think every person is different, and some people are criminals, and some people are nice people, and some people are mad all the time, and some people are happy all the time, so everybody's going to be different. I'm sure there are some players that uh, have some animosity, but I also think that's the case throughout college football, because Arkansas is not the only one shelling out NIL money to players, and especially to quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, I know, Trey, you're mad all the time, so I understand what you're saying. Uh, let's talk. Well, let me. I'm just going to throw this out there too, because I was sharing this with Basil this morning, and uh, Bruce James fired back at me a little bit. But I, it is true. Think about this. Think about if you're an A&M booster. I know you're out there and you want to win it all the time. How arrogant is it for Texas A&M's athletic department to say, "We made a bad hire. You pay for it." Right. 
This isn't costing A&M anything. It's costing their boosters, and it comes a little bit out of their athletic budget, which is outrageous because they made $193 million last year. That, 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 to me, is the height of arrogance saying, you know, hey, well, yeah, help us overcome this mistake. And you see that everywhere, and I, I think that's ridiculous. Don't, don't give those kind of contracts if you think you've got to raise $75 million to pay somebody off. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a message that and A&M sent. You know, they spent all the money redoing their stadium. Yeah. Um, you know, they had the big move to the SEC in 2012, obviously. And then, yeah. um, you know, hey, this is what we are. This is what we're doing. And they sent the message. And, you know, you know, guess what? Donations are up. It's you amazing. know, and they did all that stuff at the same time. It's amazing. Yep. Do you think, you know, you get these little tags and these, uh, oh, people have... Uh, Themes for the year. Do you think they'll pass out bumper stickers that say "I help pay off Jimbo"? <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I put my fair share in the pot. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right. All right, Trey. We will talk with you tomorrow. Okay. Bye, guys. Can't imagine anything can't be more exciting. <laughs> we can talk about Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. Razorback legend Quinn Grovey joins Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports every Wednesday afternoon at 4. Brought to you by the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Join Justin and Wes Wednesday, taking The Zone to Doe's Eat Place. Call Doe's now to book your holiday party. The Zone live at Doe's Wednesday. Open for lunch and dinner Monday through Friday. Go to doeseatplacelr.com for more. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. What I was told was bone on bone. I was going to have to have knee replacement, and I do not like surgery. Desperate to avoid surgery, Julie decided to check out QC Kinetics non-surgical regenerative treatments. My daughter actually works in a Chapel Hill, North Carolina lab, and I sent her all of the information that I was given, and she's like, oh mom, this is for you. I've heard great things about this. She's like, you need to try it before ever doing surgery. Julie started the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments right in the office, using her own healing properties to help restore her damaged tissue. I know my daughter was right. Yeah, It's nice when you've got that um, person you can go to who might have a little bit more information, especially on the science of it. QC Kinetics, it's life-changing. Find out if you're a good candidate. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest, most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. They've meticulously designed stylish footwear with all the fits and features you want. They have fits like wide fit, relaxed fit, stretch fit, arch fit, and more. Plus, they have luxurious features including Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's like walking on a cool side of the pillow all day long. And best of all, they find a way to keep them affordable. You simply can't get more comfort and style for your dollar. So if you want the kind of footwear I'd create, get yourself a pair of Skechers. It's comfort with style and more. 
Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. When you're on the road, we're the voices inside your head. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Shopping at Robert Irwin Jewelers Black Friday Sale. It is a tradition. Buy gifts that give gifts. Now, Robert Irwin Jewelers Annual Black Friday Sale is going on now. With every purchase of $299 or more, you get a great gift. And... Buy a gift and get a gift at the Black Friday sale that's going on right now. Buy her a diamond flex bangle bracelet for $1,499. Get a Yeti cooler or an Xbox Series S. Or a three-carat lab-grown diamond tennis bracelet, $2,899. And get a PlayStation 5. And this is the time to get engaged. Designer engagement rings at great prices and available in every budget. Buy with confidence with the RIJ way. 46 years and counting in business. The annual black sales going on now. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Two locations to serve you. Uh, North Little Rock in the McCain Mall in the new location, the Pleasant Ridge Town Center in West Little Rock, next to the Fresh Market. Robert Irwin Jewelers. And we are now joined by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, what did you learn last night at Bud Walton Arena as Arkansas had to uh, scrap and claw to get past the Old Dominion Monarchs. Well, I think the biggest thing to take away from it is Arkansas is still a team trying to figure things out in, in November. You know, one of the pleasures of playing an exhibition game like Arkansas did against a, a team like Purdue was you get a, an early test before the games count. But then when you win a game like that against a team like Purdue, you you know, the, the expectation bar gets raised, and I think fans may, including journalists and even coaches sometimes, maybe think their team are a little further along relative to, to being in October. In some cases, that's true, but I think Arkansas is still figuring some things out. And, and you know, when you, when you get a team on the ropes a couple of times in each half and you can't build on that, and then Arkansas had a big defensive lapse, I thought, in the second half. Brady, I think it just means that they're they're still, and it's obvious, most like like most teams, a work in progress. Well, isn't that good? I mean, my gosh, if they were great in November, what are they going to be in March? And how many teams have we seen ranked number one or really good in November that fade when they get into the NCAA tournament? Right, and I think we've seen with, with Eric Mosman teams, the formula is they play their best basketball, Right. They kind of start building toward that, and you know, yes. after some rough starts in early in league play, um, and so that not to say that they want to have the same formula every year, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, you you, you know, you're going to see your team go through some growing pains. Sometimes there's losses that come with that, um, you know. But if you look across, I mean, Arkansas's offense has been really good so far this year. In fact, right now, when you look at Kim Palm's ratings, Arkansas did drop three spots in the overall ranking from 13 to 16 there after last night's game. But the offense and defense have flipped. Uh, the offense is in the top 20 right now nationally at 18th. The defense just outside, is just inside the top 25 at number 24. It's an early look at it. It's a small sample size, three games in. But still, 
typically Arkansas's offense is nowhere near where the defense is, and that and that usually it, it, the, you know is the case by the end of the year too. And there are most of teams. It really starts on the defensive end. Sometimes we know they haven't been very good at shooting threes. There have been other issues, uh, but they find ways to play their best basketball, and and you know you want to see that in March. Um, and, and here we are in November talking about a rough game, but there's going to be games like this. And, you know, Arkansas took a 7-5 lead. Uh, it was, the game was tied at 5-all. Arkansas went up 7-5. They never trailed again. They, never, they led the rest of the way. But they could never pull away from this team either. And there were some problem areas in there for Arkansas. You know, I think uh, the second-half defense, obviously, that's easy to point to. Uh, I saw Arkansas leave its feet a lot on these really aggressive ball fakes, pump fakes, uh, had struggled to get back and transition throughout the game. I mean, this was a problem in both halves. But then in the second half, even in the half court, guys were, there were some pretty clear driving lanes. You saw kickouts for open threes. We have, we've seen Arkansas really contest shots pretty well, especially on the outside. They've been so good defending the three-point line in the second half. They did their job in the first half, three of 11, uh, they held Old Dominion to that, um, you know, but second half was a different story. So, um, you know, this team made six of its first seven threes, and I stopped. I, I, they might have made the first seven of eight after that uh, because they had, uh, they had they made eight in the second half and shot 61.5% in, in those final 20 minutes. Just, that's just from distance. Arkansas got worked over on the offensive glass. That's an ongoing problem Musman's talked about. Um, you know, the physicality, he says, is a, an, an issue there. You know, and then there are some positives. Arkansas only had four turnovers. Uh, that was great for a team Amazing. that's been up and down with that, and they've not been great so far when you go back to preseason and, and some of the early games. Now, the previous game only had ten turnovers against Gardner-Webb. Shaved that down to four in this outing. Um, Arkansas also got to the free throw line and took 29 attempts compared to only five, so they Limited fouling, that's been another issue for Arkansas at times. I uh, may speak to a little bit about that lack of physicality because if you're not making contact, you're not, the whistle's not mm-hmm. blowing fouls either. Uh, so there were some positives in there. Arkansas's offense clicking over 50% from the field, 42%. Another solid game from shooting from three, um, eight of 19 there. And then the foul line was a problem. They got there a lot. I mentioned that, plus 24 at the foul line relative to the com- opponent, but only 18 makes. Uh, you know, 62%, that's not going to cut it uh, in a lot of close games. In this game, Arkansas was able to take that lead early and maintain the lead. They had two 14-point leads, and every time they do it, it seemed like they'd go to the foul line and go one of two, and Old Dominion would come down and get a three-point shot or uh, an and one. Um, it's, every time you go to the line and you only make half of the deal there and the other team's getting field goals on the other end, you see why Old Dominion was able to get those leads back down to a two-possession game, six, five points. Arkansas can never pull away. You know, one of the things I love about uh, when they send out the uh, game book is, once they got past exhibition play, that is, uh, they give you the shot chart. Kevin, I mean, there's a lot of black dots that's on this page for Old Dominion. I mean, they are they are being Arkansas every direction inside and outside yeah. that is i mean that has to be i've never heard eric musselman uh go to the degrees he did last night in his press conference uh the three-point line defensive efficiency f minus minus i mean I've, <laughs> i mean he, he was just taking the rebounding f minus minus i mean any aspect Outside of when he would give a little bit of praise uh, to an offensive performance by a particular player, whether it be Devo or whoever it might be, Al Ellis, uh, when it got on the, if anyone asked about the defensive side of the football, uh, ba- football, uh, basketball, oh my, I mean, his, his, I would not have wanted to be in practice today. Well, well can we bring up, though, that Makai Mitchell got seven defensive yeah. rebounds and Tremont Moore yeah, got six defensive rebounds? Yeah. I mean, those guys got defensive rebounds. He they may did. not have been talking and, about them, though. He may have been talking about some others. Yeah, he, he, and he referred to both of those guys in a part. Remember, Mark only played 21 minutes because of foul trouble, so those six rebounds, that's a lot in the time he played as well. 
uh, you know, and he's a wing, you know, so he's, he's, he, I think he's frustrated with the revolving door at the five spot. Makai Mitchell seems to be putting a statement there. It was just, he's had back to back good games with a double, double, 15 points, 10 rebounds. Rick Smith in the seven defensive rebounds. He had another block. Previous game, he had four blocks. Uh, and on offense, he really helps Arkansas, not just because of the 15 points, but his ability to pass from the perimeter. He's a very good passer, but also, the screen game, the dribble handoffs in the screen game he has with the guards, it works better than any other big man they play two-man game with. And I think a lot of that's to do with timing and his ability to help free guys up. Uh, some of that physicality is in the screen game, you know, and it gets guys open. All you need is a little opening uh, to get downhill or to get a pull-up shot, and sometimes that's all it takes when you've got offensive weapons like Arkansas has. We saw that. We saw Makai Mitchell and L. Ellis in the middle game, uh, in the middle of the floor, which is what most men talked about late when this thing was tight. And Ellis was getting downhill and getting to the basketball. A lot of that's to do playing off another teammate, not just what you see him do to finish the play with a basket. And it was Ellis's best game offensively. 17 points led the team. He was efficient, 7 of 11 from the field. Um, the eight assists, a lot of his assists were on dry, on kickouts to three-point shots. And, and then he had three rebounds from the lead guard spot, one steal and zero turnovers in 30, I think it was 34 minutes. For him and then Devo offensively, Devo had lapses just like everybody else did defensively in the second half. He was pretty good defensively in the first half. But his 16 points, you know, he woke up offensively. He, he hit Arkansas's first three in this game. He had a lot of nice drives, finishes, and transition. He had a few assists of his own. That one to Trevor Brazil and a tap pass in transition for a dunk was a thing of beauty. That's a highlight mm-hmm. rule maker. But Devo, zero turnovers. He's not turning the ball over. Three, three, three games. games. I don't think he suffered one. No, nope. no not and, one in three and, games. And, and so, right. So he's, you know, we can point to everybody on defense in that second half and rightfully so. Melsman's right. It was a tale of smiles on the offensive end for the most part. And your first half defense was okay wasn't great, but it was good. The second half, it, I don't know where it was. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen guys as open in Arkansas bite on so many ball fakes. Now, they're taught to close hard, the high hands, and, and, um, but they never figured out how to deal with those ball fakes and guys offsetting for a clean look or just going underneath or around them. Uh, to, and now there's a numbers advantage and open shots there as well. And then the offensive glass. It was an area. I mean, Arkansas lost 16, 15 in second chance points. It sounds almost like a draw. Uh, but when you're not defending the three point line and you're not really stopping drives either, uh, you're, you're not really winning in those areas. Now, the turnover department's another area. Arkansas, I mentioned only four. They did force 10 plus six there, but, but plus 14 in points off turnovers, 18 to four. That was another positive. Arkansas was also plus 12 in points in the paint. Again, a lot of that was, you know, either Makai Mitchell. Uh, or guys just driving and, and, and having their way there. Arkansas has been a very good mid-range and dribble drive team uh, when you start getting closer to the basket. All right, Kevin, hang on. We've got to step aside for a moment. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. That's Kevin McPherson. Very known as Hoopscoop, thanks to Fence Brokers. Drop Time Sports will continue in just one moment. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com where one call does it all. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. When he left college for the NFL, Ike Forte was the third leading rusher in Arkansas history. This two-time All-Southwest Conference running back led the Hogs to the 1975 conference title and an upset of Georgia in the 1976 Cotton Bowl, where he rushed for 119 yards and two TDs, being named the game's most valuable offensive player. No doubt about it, Ike Forte wore 85 with style. As a Razorback legend, I preached at Ike's Church in Texarkana several times, and I can tell you he's a better man than he was a player, which is saying something. All Double Bs have ATMs for your convenience. 
For those times that you need some cash, Double B's is here to make your day just a little bit easier. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Buy now, make no payments till February, plus available sales tax paid. Only at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. You can get that new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram that you've been waiting for and save your cash for the holidays. Drive home today and make no payments till next year. We've got 2.9% financing on all new Rams and up to $12,000 in discounts. And over 10% off on 23 Ram 2500s and 3500s. It's the best time to buy a new Ram heavy-duty truck. We're making deals every day like it's the last day of the month. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. Buy today and make no payments till February plus available sales tax paid. Save up to $12,000 on new Ram Limiteds and over 10% off on Ram 2500 and 3500. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Land specialist Mike Poor at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike Poor today at 501-428-7177. Whitetail Properties Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the zone from Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Bank better. Connect with First Security. We're not only just in Arkansas. We're all about Arkansas. First Security is committed to providing exceptional banking for all customers in our home state. We live out that commitment with regular investments and advanced services, new locations, local infrastructure, and much more, all without losing our local touch. First Security is so proud of Arkansas that we create an entire site dedicated to the charms of the natural state. Visit onlyinark.com today for an in-depth look at the people, places, attractions, food, and fun that make Arkansas the only place we want to be. For all things Arkansas, visit onlyinark.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas, that's First Security Bank. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, let's check in with uh, Boss Hog. Boss Hog, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Welcome, gentlemen. How you guys doing? Doing good. How about you? Doing well, doing well, uh... Just want to know, Randy, if you want to talk basketball or football and play breakdown and, and find out, you know, and break down what's going really on with with it. Because, uh, <laughs> and let's start. With, let's just I tell you what. Let's just start with basketball. How's that? Go what right is ahead. your What is your hundred and ten percent opinion on our point guard, uh, L. Ellis? How good is he? I like him. What do you really think good. about him? Really what do you think good. about well, him, uh, Kevin? No, I think L. Ellis is is. Still learning the lead guard expectations, and he's been. Musman keeps talking about how he asks a lot of questions. He really wants to correct things that he's not doing right. So I think he's a work in progress. I think his offensive talent as a scorer is unquestionable, and then he'll kind of be hit and miss as setting up other guys. He was very much hit last night in terms of distributing the basketball. Those eight assists—that's a season high mark, not only for him but for any player for the Razorbacks. 
And then he had no turnovers in this game. So the last couple of games, he's been better, especially last night. It's kind of up and down with him, but I like LLS a lot because he's a veteran guy. Wasn't at a winner at Louisville, but I think he'll acclimate here at Arkansas, and we're, we're seeing progress. Couldn't agree anymore. You know, the kid's going to keep getting better and better. You know, that's the difference. And, and you know what? The same thing in football. you got to have a good uh, quarterback. There's our problem. Do you agree with that, Randy? You pay somebody a million dollars, you know what I mean, and, and you don't get any production from them? You know what I'm saying? I would like to know if he had adequate protection, if he would be the same quarterback that we're seeing right now. If you show up with a million dollars or however it is, suit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. My point is, uh, uh, that kind of a suit, even the ESPN announcer said, no, if, you're that, gonna show up like this, if you're going to show up like that, then you better play like that and not play screaming. like Yeah, That's screaming. There's no question. So if I'm Brady Latham and Bo Limber, and I know, and we all know they know how to block, we we watched them the last three years. They're they're going pro. I might miss a few blocks too. You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm the quarterback and I'm cocky running around in some you know blah 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 car, this NIL is is, is has the potential to ruin uh, college football, except for the big dogs, and we're feeling some of that. You know what I'm getting at, but. Anyway, it's frustrating to know that Jacoby Criswell. You put this team, you give Jacoby Criswell the quarter, uh, the keys to to the offense, and you have a wide receiver, a, a, a game breaker, one game breaker, game breaker wide receiver, and uh, and and get 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 our five hundred thousand dollar you know no show five game running back out out as well, and let's put the Binion and, and the kid from uh, I think his name, but from Oak Tulsa in there, and let's let's roll then. And this team. This team wins those close games. I, I know it. I mean, because I just do. But anyway, your reasoning, your reasoning, is why when we talk about how you got to have more nil money and you got to get four stars and five stars, they need to be selective with who they recruit. And if they're three stars, but they can coach them up, that's better than having overpaid players. You're exactly right. But you have to have a recruiter like Pittman. You can't. So really, my point is, is it wasn't Dan Enos the problem. The problem was the players. The players make the play. The play. He was. Yeah. Our problem has been the same problem all year. KJ Jefferson and our running back that was a no show and towards whatever his you know bicep or whatever is you know is, is uh, hammy because he was overweight to begin with. And he's not even very explosive anyway. I mean, I give the man credit for 1,500 yards last year. But oh, yeah. he's not very explosive like most running backs in the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, boom. You know, like kind of like a Dominion type or whatever. But when you have no blocking, because probably there's a lot of, you know, division on the team because you've got someone showing up, you know, that really basically is not that – well, in my opinion, he's not very good of a quarterback. He's a manufactured quarterback, period. And, you know, he, he wasn't Dan Enos' fault that he couldn't, you know, learn the whole playbook. But he misses the RPO of, of, of uh, Browse. But my point is is that if we, you had a game-breaker with just one receiver that could get away and uh, and you had you didn't have that million dollars paid, prepaid, I should say, before the season, you know what I mean, to someone, you see a little difference on the field on the football side. But, hey, on the basketball that team has all the potential, you know. Um, we got some issues, obviously, rebounding, free throw shooting, you know. But I, I haven't had a chance, Randy, to watch them. I've listened to them. And I, that night, that game last night was the – I'm glad that wasn't an NCAA tournament game, don't you, on neutral court? Oh, I'm, I'm glad they played. I'm glad they won because it exposed the flaws that right now is present with this team. And Greensboro's going to give them a tussle, and they're going to be challenged again. You're only going to get better by correcting the mistakes that you're making right now. Now's the time you want to make those mistakes, not once you get into conference play, and then especially in the postseason. UNC Greensboro was the, was kind of deflated us last year. That was the team. That was the team. Yeah, when Albert, six and a half. Injury. Yeah. And we were up by five, or they were, uh, they were, hold on, they were up by five and a half, and then one by, we won by seven. That was a, you know, and we got deflated when Brazil went out. So, they're going to be, this team is going to really chat. This team, I don't know, a lot of people know about UNC Greensboro, but this team is about to give them a huge challenge, and they need it. They need it because this team has all the, I believe, they have the potential to go to a Final Four, but they have to correct all what 
McPherson and you guys have been talking about and what we what we know so far in this shortened season, what, the biggest thing is rebounding, and we've got to find somebody to uh, you know to be a be a monster among men in the paint. Pounding. Thank you, boss. Let's talk to uh, David. David, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Kevin? I do. I do. Good afternoon, Randy, Rick, and, and Kevin. Uh, first, one quick comment on the football. You know, I, I would get ugly with it. You know, with that last caller. You know, everybody wants to, wants to blame KJ. You know, I remember when 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 uh, Joe Burrow played for LSU. He showed up with swag every single game, and, and they played just fine. They played just fine. I think, you know, if you remember, I think they won the national championship. But, uh, you know, so it, it's not KJ. KJ is not the one getting five, six, seven million dollars. It's, it's, it's Sam Pittman. You know, so that's his job to control that. You know, and, and quarterbacks have always been treated better than the rest of the team. On you know, every single, from high school to the pros, the quarterback is treated better than anybody. You know, and, but that's just, that's, I want to talk basketball. I, I didn't want to throw that out there. But, uh, Musselman, you know, it, it, it amazes me how we, we excuse coaches for winning when they're winning. And, and we do that with Mush. You know, and I'm glad we're winning. But he gave grades on everything except for coaching. He gave grades on everything but coaching. And he did give grades on coaching in a backhanded way because I heard the, I heard the, the press conference. He said, you know, I, I, it was two or three years ago he said, we, we you know, we played. We were number one in the, in the league, uh, number one or number, number. I forget what the number he put one was, but uh, a, a great number in defending the three. He said, and we used the same. In other words, it's not me. It's not us. It's them. That, that's you know. And if you look through that, that's exactly what he's saying. I don't care what anybody says. That's exactly what he's saying. It's not. It's not me in the system. It's them. And and and, you, and that's just throwing his players under the bus. I get it. You know, he's, he's what, what he's doing, quote unquote, you know, speaking to the players through the media. But that's what he's saying. It's not us, it's them. Thank you, David. Gotta go. Kevin, gotta go. Thank you. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you 